Okay. Five, oh, four, three, two, one. Go. Go. Arno, you want to? <laughs> Live with Arno on Monday. <laughs> every week, bro. Every week. <laughs> These guys got to... You guys could chit chat. You don't have to be shy. You I, know? I don't even know so why. I, I know. I'm just. I'm I just sharing picked it on right the now. guy for no reason. Actually, every I week, bro. Apologize. Every Sorry, week, these guys what? pick on me. <laughs> <laughs> right before we went live, I think I just went off on him for nothing. We're just gonna go on our phones. There we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like every like every other day, right? <laughs> Can you, just hold on, guys. We're on our phones. Yeah. You, you go to the coffee shop and you know right? you nobody talks anymore. Like, talk. They're all in their phones. What's what's conversing, bro? All right. All right, we're good on this end. We're good on that end. You guys uh, you guys ready? You, could, yes, you got sir. all the ends covered, bro? Every, oh, Serge is on right away. Boom. <laughs> wow, finally we <laughs> get Serge Stop be forever. Stop <laughs> be forever. Right? Shout out. I didn't know what that meant initially. I'm like, what's it? S-D-O-T-B. What, what is that? And then I asked him, well, what does that mean? He goes, oh, it's S-D-O-T-B. It's his initials. Initials, yeah. yeah. Serge Bandarian. Serge Bandarian. <laughs> there you go. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. <clears throat> good evening. Happy guys. Monday. Uh, we have a very special guest with us today, Mr. Alberto Crane. Thank you. Yes, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we had to. I had to add. I'm like pronunciation of the last name. You got to. You got to make sure you get it on point so you don't butcher it live. It's a good thing you're Armenian. You're not. You're not white. I can't even. I butcher my own. I butcher my own last name at this point. Cause, cause, people, cause, people cause, ask, ask me what's your last name. Like, don't worry, it's like fair. You know how do you you want me to? No, just don't bother with it. I'm, I butcher it myself. So wow. you got to make a joke out of it. Alberto, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, for those of you, you guys, that, are, you guys are really far from uh, from legacy. Yeah. Oh not yeah, even, not even a block, a uh, whole hundred and twenty yards. Away. <laughs> I, just, I, thought, I thought we weren't disclosing our location. But nobody <laughs> needs to know what's behind <laughs> us. Now they can find us. <laughs> well, they still don't know. So There's so many buildings. Everything will be held against us. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Alberto mentioned it. There we go. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Alberto is a black belt in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He owns and operates Legacy. Uh, is it Jiu-Jitsu or because you guys do everything there? Yeah, I mean, le- legacy Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I mean, that's my that's my background, right? Like that's what I've kind of dedicated my life mm-hmm. to. Yeah, um, but uh, we have everything. We have Muay Thai, like world class Muay Thai. We have uh, you know kettlebell training. We have Muay, um, uh, women's only boot camps. Oh nice! Uh, and we have, of course, like another passion of mine, Tac Fit. Tac right? Fit. That's yeah. really helped yeah. me in my in my life, and of course, my Jiu Jitsu because <coughs> that's number one. Of course. Uh, but we have really like. Everything, you know, kids, adults, you know. Yeah. Um, not, not just a black belt. You're fifth or sixth now. I get my fifth degree next year. So I'll have, I'll have been a black belt for 19 years. Yeah. So you've been a black belt for 19 mm-hmm. years. I got my black belt in 2001 in Brazil. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. It's great. Mean, it trips me out too. I mean, for, for those of you that don't know what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is, it's a... Well, Alberto, you could. <laughs> you could I'm, I'm not going to no, say. Please, you go. Explain. No, because don't, don't do this. Here's the thing: I, lo- I love martial arts. I've been following. I've been following martial arts. I, I want to listen to this, right? <laughs> I, I've been following martial arts forever, but <laughs> I'm not going to say what, it, what is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, well, I know. Us, I know it originated in Brazil. Now you have to. Now no, have to. I ain't going to say. I'm you not, have to. I'm, you're putting me on the Alberto, spot. Alberto, I say you why? be quiet with him. I know you're. I know you're an avid fan. I am, of course. I follow. I follow the UFC. I follow mixed martial arts. 
I've dabbled in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, gotten my ass beaten. Uh, seeing it on TV is not the same as... You where know, where did you take? Uh, I was with Karin Darbinian at okay. KDM. My friend, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, the first person I actually grappled with mm. was Karin. Okay. So me going in there, I was like, all right, you know what? I've seen it on TV. I've wrestled with, you know, like the buddies and guys, you know, mm-hmm. who's the strong man, who's the strong man. Let's see what it's all about. Now you're going... And Karin is a black belt as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, it's it's something. If you don't know what you're doing, basically, let me put it to you that way. My feet were in the air when I didn't want my feet to be in the air, and I was on my back within like seconds. So it's, I I consider it an art, honestly. It is. Yeah. So what's it's Brazilian truly. <laughs> You still didn't answer the question. Alberto's still being quiet. I'll, I'll, hey, you know what? The man of the hour. <laughs> no, it's, it's, good, it's good to hear, right? People's different yeah. uh, takes on it. Like he doesn't have the, my, you know, the, my background. I've kind of, right? I've dedicated like my life to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, actually. And uh, what is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, right? And uh, from a fighting martial art perspective, like it's grappling, it's controlling somebody, uh, taking somebody down to the ground. So if it's a grappling martial art, like kind of similar to judo and wrestling, right? If you're not familiar with grappling is. And uh, you control, the, close the distance if somebody's trying to punch you or kick you and you take them down to the ground. And of course, the UFC made everything popular. And then once you get them on the ground, you control them and you try to submit them, right? Choke them out or get them in some kind of joint lock where it bends backwards. And, you know, if you want, <laughs> if they don't tap out, they, it breaks, right? Yeah, you either... Breaks um, or goes go lights out, but it's it's much more than that, right? It's much more than that. You know, the Buddhist monks that invented it, you know, thousands of years ago. I mean, it tra- you can trace it back to, you know, India and China and Japan and all these different areas. Like, I mean, there's a reason why they did these things, right? It's uh, it's much more than just fighting. And uh, as I've gotten older and 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 just you know, add some years right to my <laughs> to my training. Like, uh, yeah, if it's 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 just much more. It really it's a tool for you to reach your potential. Uh, I see it from little kids, little two year olds, to we have somebody seventy three, yeah, and he competes and he's competing this weekend. You know, the brown uh, belt. Uh, he's brown belt, yeah. He's brown belt. Call him right? Savage. Yeah. Call him nice. Savage. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, it's really an amazing tool for you to reach your to be your best, yeah. A tool to be arrested because we need we need the challenges you know yeah. we need the challenges uh, uh we, we, the camaraderie like the friendships like even the touch you know um um i think a lot of like armenian families like i mean it's nice because they're still in touch with like a lot of family and the family roots are really strong overall right i mean things are changing right with the american yeah. american yeah. lifestyle yeah. and you know influence yeah <clears throat> but uh but uh man like i think society overall like we need these things you know because we can live in a city with 10 million people in it but we can feel alone right mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> there's nothing like somebody else choking you and getting <laughs> in a thing to k- kind of have yeah. connection and it's not like the guy's trying to hurt you okay it depends on the environment right but the, what we have you know legacy it's like we train hard right we try to do that but we take care of each other right so there's a big trust you know, I, I mess you up, but like, I don't hurt you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I show you how to be better. That's and then you just show up, you know, you show up and, and it's a good environment to learn and you get the challenge, you get the, like the newness, you know, and you get them camaraderie, the connections, you know, with the, the human connection. And, uh, it's just, man, it's, it's never ending, you know, yeah. it's never ending. And, and, uh, <laughs> it's uh, much more than just fighting. And as I've gotten older, like I fought MMA for many, many years, you know, like, well, I fought professionally for 10 years. And uh, and it makes me appreciate Brazilian, it makes me appreciate Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu even more yeah. because 
because of that aspect. You know, you can train safely, not get brain damage, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and uh, keep showing up. You know, and it's just such a healthy thing if you do it the right way. Um, and we didn't, you know, talk about the, you know, the tactful stuff that I've been getting into, you know, the, 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 you know, like stretching and kind of yoga, but also strength, the right kind of mm-hmm. strength training, you know, it's all the right things, like a, like a holistic approach, yeah, for, 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 you know, for strength and mobility training, yeah, uh, and the system has really helped me and about elevated my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu teaching and training, yeah, um, so it's, 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 I've, it's, it's, it's kind of getting more and more complete as time goes on as mm-hmm. i'm studying as i'm learning kind of the whys and i'm just fascinated why why you get these permanent changes in people from little kids to adults and yeah it's uh it's something else you know and i feel like everybody should train it you know and i understand some people because you know brazilian just you sweat right yeah. and sometimes <laughs> you sweat in people's eyes and stuff or people sweat in your eyeball you know <laughs> Or even in your mouth, right? I mean, you know, not um, not all the time, right? But I understand it's not for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Some people that. don't like and, the too close for comfort. And you yeah. want to make sure the geese washed frequently. That's, for sure. I mean, there's rules, right? We have, and you know, like you know, people know, like you know, it's yeah. disrespectful. So two is the youngest somebody can we start have, at your we gym. Have a, we have a class, <clears throat> class from two two to four years old, and little little babies and geese. Oh wow! What? And they learn, and you know, they they. It's not about the, the fighting, but like listening and coordination. Like you're yeah. developing their brains. Paying attention to, better, right? Yes, and giving them the leg up on life, right? Because yeah. the sooner we can make those connections, the stronger those connections become. Um, not, you know, in the two years old, but like for the rest of their lives, right? Of course. Because I think, here's the thing. A lot of people, what they don't understand is uh, martial arts and, you know, jujitsu and all, all these different forms of uh, martial arts, it's, it's not about the fighting and defending yourself and who's stronger and who could beat up who it's about basically the respect that they teach as well. Mm-hmm. And for little kids, it's very, very important to discipline them. And when people say discipline to go like, oh, beat your child, no, it's about disciplining them the correct way. You know, the respect they have towards their elders and their, <coughs> you, you guys are senseis, right? Is that what you guys call it there? Or is it masters uh, like or in, professors? In, in, Brazil, or? in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they call the black belt professors. Professors. Mm-hmm. So you're and the non-black belts like coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, if you're older, if you're in a bad crowd, stuff like this can help you get out of that, mm-hmm. escape from it, mm-hmm. and become a better person and a better mm-hmm. human being. Um, two years old, shit, I could sign up my daughter for it. And yeah. they, they don't discriminate. Boys, girls, doesn't Boy, matter. It doesn't matter. I've seen, I've seen more. Yeah. My plan is to bring my son the moment, the day he turns two. Yeah. It's amazing, That's man. one it's of really the first amazing. things he's going to do is start doing yeah. it there. Because yeah. it's, uh, I mean, what else are they going to do with their time? Uh, plus, they're learning to, like you said, discipline, um, coordination. Mm-hmm. It's helping them develop their minds. Mm-hmm. They have to learn techniques. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's not as complicated as it is for adults, but still, for their, no, it's for the same their age, it's, it's right? A, the, the, you know, Relative to their age. They're trying, right? They're trying, <coughs> yeah, they're listening, yeah. they're copying like the older kids. And, uh, you know, there's a reason why, like, you know, a lot of PE programs, right? And the, uh, people are getting smarter or the educators are getting smarter, but mm-hmm. it's so important for, 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 for our, our brain development, right, is moving, mm-hmm. especially as kids, especially as adults. Like, we stop moving like when we were kids, you know? And our brain needs movement. I mean, they say we have a brain to move. We wouldn't have a brain if we didn't move. So yeah. if we stop moving, our brain would just slowly. I mean, shut you kind of die basically. out, yeah, pretty yeah. much. You know, we just I mean that you see that you know as people like move because we have to move in all different directions, we go upside down. When was the last time you went upside down? I mean, 
don't know. Yeah. Never, probably. I mean, it's been a lot of well, years. Well, when right? I was when I when I did some of your <laughs> jiu-jitsu <laughs> classes, probably, but yeah, you know, I like, haven't since. Yes, I mean, so it's nice. Like that's an example of jujitsu. Like you move in all the different directions, yeah. and so you get that stimulation that you you know your brain and your you know everything needs to stay healthy to be our best. I mean, it's really. I, I kind of joke, like, but it's it is like the fountain of youth, you know. If you do it the right way, like, combined with the you know the type of stuff that I do, because it's it's, I, I think it's probably the only martial arts that I've noticed where. Even at the age of seventy, eighty, you can still mm-hmm. practice jujitsu. Most other martial arts, you may not be able to practice in a sense, because there's too much kicking and jumping and other things that you may not be able to do at seventy, for example, right? Whereas jujitsu. It's 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 like a ch- you know honestly game. like I mean you know, I keep going back to the tactful <clears throat> thing but uh, it's all how you train you know I, I know I've like mentors and, and and friends of mine like they're forty years old and they're walking with a cane yeah so it's all how you train and how you approach your training and if you're doing the right things and you know, in the tactful stuff we do all the right stuff you know you warm up properly you cool down properly you stretch and uh, and uh, when you get hurt or you get dinged up, like you recover from those things, you know, and it's really focused on the recovery of the training. You know, everybody thinks like harder is, is better, right? But it's like just better is better. And, and the, the gold line is in the recovery. And, you know, forget about just training and like, you know, fighting, but just recovery in life. Like what kind of things do you do to recover from stress? Like we all have stressors in our lives, you know, kids, family, responsibilities. And, um, you know, just having some basic awareness can really help you uh, uh, just be healthier. And, um, you know, part of that is moving, you know. Part of that is moving. So since you've, <clears throat> you've also done MMA, mm-hmm. what, what, would you, what do you think is, the, would jiu-jitsu or wrestling or judo be kind of the core um, discipline that you recommend and then develop other? Um, oh, man, you know, like, I think wrestling or... is a great base, you know. <clears throat> Uh, I think wrestling is a great base, you know. Um, it depends on so what, what's the question to become like to become a really good MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. I think wrestling is a great base, you know. But I think Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is also a great base, you know. Um, I think you can grow up with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and you have that component, the ground component, really in your favor, you know. And then of course you can start wrestling when you're a little bit older. And uh, I think that's that you know start to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu when you're when you're little. I mean, you can also. We've had a lot of kids in New Mexico when I, where I used to teach mm-hmm. um, do wrestling and jiu-jitsu at the same time. So by the time oh, they were teenagers, they're a, little, they're a little like the little beasts, you know. Uh, some of the guys are fighting and trying to get in the UFC and stuff. But I, mean, I think that's really the best way um, to have a nice solid base. And then you add the striking and stuff and, you know. Well, the Gracies proved it, you know, back in the early 90s with the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. They created, you know, the UFC at the time. And they wanted to show everybody that, okay, which one is the best form of mm-hmm. combat? You had boxers come in, sumo wrestlers come in, yeah. uh, where you'd look at it, you'd be like, all right, uh, you have Hoist Gracie there, 170 pounds at the time, 185 pounds max, fighting against, what, a boxer? You got a sumo guy, you got a striker, you got a street fighter. They're like, oh, you know what? These guys, they're, this, guy's, this puny guy's going to get destroyed. I mean, long behold, you got a 170-pound guy choking people out, tapping people out left and right, making it seem, you know, effortless. Especially and with this gi. Especially with this gi. <laughs> you're like, that gi is going to, it's going to, it's going to hurt him. You got a guy who's barefoot, you know, bare hands, no shirt on. What is he going to grab onto? Yeah. 
long behold, the guy literally built the foundation of mixed martial arts mm -hmm. as far as with this whole industry. And now yeah. it's, if you don't know jujitsu and somebody takes you down, you're done. You're done, yeah. yeah. You're done. And Kimbo Slice was one of them. I mean, the guy was a street fighter, went into the UFC. As soon as they took him down, it's like, okay, what is he going to do? He had to learn, right? He had yeah, to learn. he had to learn. You he had, had to, to learn. learn. James lights out Tony, same thing. Mm -hmm. He fought against Randy, Randy Couture. Couture. Randy Couture was like, I'm going to take him down, beat him up for a couple of hours. Easy, and then, easy night, easy yeah, payday. <laughs> choke out. And which is another reason why I think Floyd Mayweather will never step into an uh, MMA. No way. Why would he do that? They'd kill him. Yeah. They'd kill it's him. not even it's like 12 seconds. too smart for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why would you do that? Undefeated, 15 0. Why would you yeah. even, like, for what? Ego? He's making so much money. Uh, the McGregor fight yeah, was, it. like, completely a fix for me. I mean, With him and McGregor. Uh, I think you could have taken McGregor out so much sooner. How about we all watched it, right? Yeah. I'm assuming we all watched Are it. Are you kidding me? See, that's okay. what exactly. And we all paid for it. Okay. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Well, we didn't all pay guys... for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wait for someone else to pay for it. <laughs> I didn't pay for it, but somebody paid mind. for it where we watched yeah. it, right? See, that fight was like, okay, I was like, McGregor's going to go. And I, it was it's so crazy. I was like, this guy's going to go in. And he's going to be gassed out within like four rounds. Mm. Okay. He made it through what? Eight rounds? Nine mm. rounds, I think. Mm. But Mayweather was, I think, 50 steps ahead of, May of McGregor. He knew. Of course. He's what the best in the sport. I mean, yeah. you just like if Mayweather <laughs> came into the UFC. It, McGregor would eat him up. But see, here's the thing. Zero a, chance. A, a mixed martial artist as far as from the UFC or Bellator, whatever it is, if they go into boxing, they have a, chance. a better chance than a boxer going into yeah, MMA. So it's just, it's... 100%. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can't argue it. There's no way. Yeah. Uh, from, I, I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, but Alberto, let's... Uh, Charger. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how you got into martial arts. Because how you I started in... Arts, what sure. year did you start? I started in... Uh, I started in... Well, I played... And Why? Sure, I played around with it when I was in high school. Yeah, I did some <clears throat> kickboxing, and I, you know, I did some things, you know. Uh, but I played, I played soccer uh, when I was a kid. I actually lived in Germany for most of my childhood. I lived in Munich, Germany, for seven years, um, and then I moved back when I was like, I think, twelve. And um, and then I played, I played soccer in high school. Yeah, and I messed around a little bit with kickboxing and stuff. But I always liked it, right? Of course, I could be kind of everybody. That, boy kind of i think can like yeah. gravitate towards it right and then uh and then but i never really got serious because i never really had a mentor and then uh when i was like 18 uh i got into jiu-jitsu and uh and i one of my close friends you know best friends he moved to brazil and he came back and we started training in his garage every single day and i just remember um why did i get into it because i was working at this restaurant besides jiu-jitsu that's been like the only other job that i kind of have done really in my life now um, and uh, they just convinced me like there's a bunch of people doing it in the in the in the place, and so they convinced me finally to do a class. It took them a few months, you know, but once I did one class, I was hooked. I was like, I love this, and I never missed. I never missed. There was a, first it was one time a week, and then it was twice a week, and it was like before even like think the you know I guess their first UFC was at ninety three, so I trained in ninety four, yeah, and so it was the very beginning, and there weren't that many coaches, there weren't many that many Brazilian Jiu Jitsu instructors around. So the fact that there was a guy that was training us was pretty cool. And, um, and uh, yeah, just basically had some friends that convinced me to, to come and do it. And then my, my friend, one of the friends, 
he was a smaller guy and he armbarred me like 10 times and I couldn't believe it. I was like, let's go again. Let's go again. Totally Armenian style, you know? <laughs> Do it again. Yeah, let's try it. Let's I'll, get, I'll get you the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went like 10 times. <laughs> you know what's the crazy thing? And correct me if I'm wrong. The, the angrier you get and the more frustrated you get fighting somebody who's, you know, who knows what they're doing technically better, than, yeah. the worse it is. Because you tend to make mistakes quicker yeah, you know depends right for sure you know like if you're like both you guys are professionals for sure no, like, forget the know. professionalism i'm talking about like out of sometimes anger. sometimes you know you can totally go I, I joke like armenian like you know rage and you know like can work man overpower somebody that's like kind of maybe a little more timid and like you know you can overpower them and like oh my god like and beat them you know so how many people were in your class when you began in this is 94 you said right 94 yeah so there was about man there's about i think close to 20 people and how many how many are like average nowadays as far as with classes? Because I know you obviously break them down with age and levels and all that stuff, right? It's much much more. Uh, well, there, there was a class one time a week, then twice a week, and eh, we had like I think fifteen to twenty people overall, you know, in that class. And now to today, I mean, we have classes. I mean, from early morning, like our first Brazilian, our first class is at five thirty, but the first Brazilian Jiu Jitsu class is at six thirty a.m. And we have uh, ten a.m. and noon and. You know, in the evening, 6.30, 7.30, 8.30 p.m. So it's like pretty much all day, like adult Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And then we have kids. So it's pretty much all day long, every the single day. Weekends and everything. Weekends, Saturday and Sunday. So, so I mean, in each class, I mean, it depends on the class. But we have, you know, pretty big classes. And so it can be, I don't know, 10 to 50 people yeah, yeah. for a yeah. class. It's, 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 a, it's a growing sport. Man. Yeah. It's just, it's going to continue to grow and... I mean, it's it's insane what it's become in such a short amount of time. That's from what early '90s to now, it's like what 30 years, and it's blown up this this much. Because it's it, it's also, I think, again, the only martial arts where you can start at a later age. Like, yeah. Like, I'm 40. I'm not going to go start Taekwondo now, but I could get into Jiu-Jitsu now. Um, I'm and the not. likelihood of you hurting yourself isn't you know, as bad. It's, I think it's I think it's very smart, you know. And it is something you can control and and uh you know, a lot of taekwondo and you know, it's like kicking and stuff and you know, man, Brazilian jiu-jitsu at the end of the day, like okay, maybe it's not the prettiest thing and maybe that's why it wasn't popular until like sellable. the UFC. Right. <laughs> but it works, man. It you works. know, you grab me and put me down and control me and you got some skills like you're going to take me out. And it has, <laughs> and it can work, you know. Exactly. I've, I've even had <laughs> a head kick me, you know, like to knock to 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 had a head, you know, leg kick me, head kick me, like you know, probably not. I you hope know? you guys don't teach this guy too many things. Go home and try it on his wife. And shit, I try it on Serge. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Serge is injured all the time. This guy's hurting him. <laughs> Man, Serge doesn't tap. He doesn't tap. I've know? heard, huh? He That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, Every, do, yeah man. Oh, yeah. Fully, yeah. fully. Yeah, I put a meme fully. with a, uh, was it an eagle or a hawk with an arrow? <laughs> and he's still oh, yeah, standing yeah, yeah, there yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's not going to And they had, uh, they had, uh, <laughs> you, I don't know if you guys watched that fight with Nate Diaz <clears throat> and, uh, and um, uh, what's his name? Um, Cuban guy. George Masvidal. Oh, Masvidal. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. a great fight. So they had a BMF belt, right? Yes. Yeah. That, the Rock. The Rock, and, you know, yeah. So Serge gets the TMF belt. 
TMF meaning toughest. Toughest brother. Yeah. Wow. That's not bad. A guy doesn't tap, huh? TMF. Now I gotta take him seriously. His eye, yeah. His eyes like red. Yeah. Probably eighty percent of the time. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna wait for you at the gym tomorrow. He's gonna be like, "Where's my belt?" Man, we've had some. We've had some like really like world class guys come through, and they can't tap him out. Are you serious? Yeah, man. And he's a he's a blue belt, right, or a purple belt? He's purple belt now. Yeah. Purple. And he's not the big of a, he's not that big of a guy either, right? So no, no, no. He, he no. really really like puts it down. Literally half my size. You know what's crazy? You could fit two surges inside Armand. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what's crazy? You don't see. It's very rare to see like a purple or a brown belt. I mean, it's very rare to see a black belt as well. But I feel like after like blue belt, it's a lot of people don't commit to it as much, mm. and like they kind of like all right, you know what? At this point, I'm gonna focus more on my career or my family and all that stuff i mean is that true is it is it like do do a lot of blue belts kind of like die out and like they don't commit to it as much you know so like the biggest dropout things or times of uh you know if you're looking at the belts and stuff is like white belt like the beginning beginning yeah mm-hmm. kind of when you did your first class and you're like man i just got smashed you know yeah but uh but uh, i think at the beginning you know the first few months yeah and the next the next one the biggest drop big dropout time is the blue belt because uh, it takes like, you know, it takes like three years probably to get to Purple Belt, you know. And a Purple Belt's a really big deal. I think it's, you know, not that, but of course, Black Belt is the biggest deal, right? But, you know, to go from blue to purple really sets you apart from uh, the crowd and the, and the, just everything, you know. And you're Standings. In, yeah. Because so, remember the stats I sent you? Because I don't know how accurate that was, but that there's only a little over 2,000 Black Belts. Mm, I think it's or, I think it's might have grown a lot, you know, every year, it? right? Every year it grows a lot. <clears throat> but um yeah. That's like, what I wanted to say. Because it takes about. it takes what tw- uh, what's the average? Like fifteen to twenty years to become a black belt in jujitsu? Uh, I think around ten years, 10? you know, yeah, about ten years. Yeah. But that's it ten faster. Years of commitment, but ten years. Yeah, like I mean you know, like it depends what you put into it and uh, like yeah, it could be ten years, eight to ten years I think mm-hmm. on average, yeah. Like I got mine a little bit faster. Because um, of the amount of time you were training, yeah, I, I, I trained like every day. I competed in every single yeah. thing. I was a world class competitor, and so well, you know, like the, I got so who decides that, Alberto? Uh, That's like, my question. because like, I know the, some my, kids, my, my my teacher, my professor. Yeah, like I've heard of kids like you hear about their parents taking them to karate <laughs> class, <laughs> yeah, and then seven <laughs> months later, the kids walking around with a black belt. You don't understand what's going on. No, like no, man, that's cool. Like who I, decides for the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Like, is there a <laughs> well, there's there's a federation. Body? federation? That, yeah, there's a federation, okay. the International Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Federation (IBJJF), and uh, they have like kind of rules now. Like, man, like back when I was younger, or you know, back in the day. You could go from one belt to the next belt, pretty much. Like, so if you've seen guys go from purple to black belt now, now you have to be in that belt for a certain amount of time. Um, yeah, I think a couple of years in purple or a year and a half. I don't know, sure, and the rules, you know. But you have to be, you have to have some time in each belt before <laughs> you move up. Alberto's like, I don't need to know at this point. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, well, I, you know, like, yeah. no. What you're talking about is. Again, some of those local karate yeah, classes the local where ones, exactly. they switch belts every other week because they charge two hundred dollars to you know for a new yeah, belt and exactly. the certificate. Yeah, that's that's not to it's me. I mean, it's still something. I guess the kids, you know, running around, it's better than nothing. But yeah, it's better than the iPad. But at the same yeah. time. Maybe the park would be the better choice. <laughs> My question to you is: save a few thousand dollars when in. you get even adults. When you they, you have these people come in that physically. 
They just they they're not meant for any sports. Mm. You you know the way they can't even bend their body. Mm. They have no agility. <laughs> Is there specific people where you're like, listen, there's nothing I can do for nah, you? No, man. I believe in everybody that comes in. Wow, that's a beautiful thing. And uh, I believe that they can they can change themselves. Um, the more I'm studying, you know, but I believe in everybody that comes in. If they come in through the doors, like I believe in them for sure. It takes a lot of like guts and balls to kind of just go through that front that front door. You know, so I believe that everybody can can make those changes, and it's the process, right? It's always the process of mm-hmm. uh, of uh, you know just being brave, right? Just showing up one, and then keep showing up, keep showing know? up. Because yeah. especially at the beginning, it's so hard, right? Because everybody's better than you. You don't know anything, yeah. and it's You're like super overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can apply that to anything in life. <clears throat> yeah, just and keep so consistent. so that yeah, for sure. It's it's easy to say that, right? But uh, you know, I find myself. With you know, and then my train at certain trainings I do, I'm like, you know, tack food or whatever, even jujitsu, you know, like, man, I don't feel like going in today. But if I set my mind, like if I say I'm going to do it, I do it. I show up, you know. Um, and I think there's always the inner battle, right? Like, ah, I can take it off today. Ah, I can, you know, your inner, inner bitch, right, to <laughs> not do the work. And I think that transfers to everything, you know. But if you commit, like, you do it, you know. And no matter what, if you're tired, if you're feeling not feeling good, whatever, you know, you, you show up. And then the results start to happen. Well, you, I mean, to compete now, you at that level, you probably were not only training rigorously, but also you probably had a diet. Everything had to be in place for that. No, for sure. Like you know, you have to cut weight, right? To, yeah. you, you know, usually <coughs> to to make certain weight categories. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have to be on point with everything. What is super balanced? What is the theory behind cutting weight? How come, like for example, guys that walk around. 180 mm. will fight at like 165, 155 mm. even, or mm. 200 will fight at 175. I mean, you're supposed to be stronger, right? At that weight, um, you're supposed to be stronger. You you know you get every, you know you get that part because there's basically two fights, right? One is making the weight, and then two is the actual fight. Mm. And so, you know, they're they're making some <coughs> different rules. Like you can't be so dehydrated that you know that you know they, it's unhealthy, they, yeah. Well, they they you know they're making some rules, but you know, basically, yeah, you have to you you're supposed to be stronger at that weight, and it's not always the case, right? A lot of people, even in jujitsu, which is amateur, they ah, oh, I'm going to cut down to this, and I'm going to win then, you know. But man, it comes down to the guy you're fighting, you know. At the end, of the, it comes down to the guy you're fighting, and Technique. but I think, I mean, you just want to be your best, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be your best, and for MMA, like there is because it's the day before weigh-in. There's a lot of things on the line, right? Money and a lot of things, right? If you lose, like you Fame. really, yeah, you you know, you lose big, you lose, you lose a lot, you know. Your your stock goes down big time when you lose. So you want to do everything you can do to win, yeah. And so cutting that weight, getting to that lower weight category, um, most of the time, right? It makes sense. So you know, you diet, right? First step is you diet really hard, like you you know, you eat really really clean, mm-hmm. you know, cut certain things out, you know, probably like breads and starchy kind of things, you know, and then you get down to a certain weight and then the last bit is like the water you know and you can do like little water tricks and then you know of course like the day before you really cut out the water like guys do like these crazy like epsom salt alcohol baths and saunas and jacuzzis and you know just you basically <laughs> like the brink of death basically you know you know what Vitor Belfort would do <laughs> draining themselves Vitor uh, Bel- yeah for sure and then and then you fight right the biggest fight of your life after that yeah that's, that's been going on I mean you know if you if you really look at it it's very very stupid yeah. and it's risky. very very bad for of you of course man because you're getting brain damage right after all that weight cut yeah, yeah. And the water the water loss is 
dramatic. Well, that's dog. what you were talking. That's what you were well, saying. Yeah, but water you know, what about what about the brain? What, you know, your brain sits in water, it's right? All water, liquid, yeah. and so where do you think some of that water comes from? So right, you know, right. you you know, any cushion, any cushion maybe that you do have, like it's kind of dried out, right? <laughs> and it takes time, right? Bouncing. You know, guys used to you guys used to be able to. Uh, you know, do IVs and stuff, you know, and now like there, there's rules you can't do IVs anymore, you know, to rehydrate, right? Because mm. it, uh, you know, it's just, it's very, it's pretty extreme. It's pretty extreme, but I, I, I'm not sure. Like they, you know, they, they're making, they're making different rules now where you have to, there's like a, like a, that they do in wrestling, like a, a skin test, you know, different hydration tests, you know, to make sure you're not so dehydrated. So you're in the fighting in the, you know, the right way category. Yeah. Vitor Belfort would actually take ice, mm-hmm. put it in a towel, and chew on it to keep himself, to just keep his mouth hydrated. Mm-hmm. And then there was another, vi- there was a video online, it was on YouTube, I think it was Chris Cyborg, man. She was doing a weight cut, and she was dropping down to like one, I think she was dropping down to like 135 or 125. Third? No, Cyborg? Yeah, yeah. impossible. I, I think, think it was Cyborg 135. Is. Yeah, yeah, I think Her it was bone one. bone structure won't allow her to be that <coughs> Bro, I think it was, it was it was 130, I believe it was 135 or it was 125. Yeah, one of the two. Say too much. <laughs> He's like, I've been thinking that shit for years. And you're not, hey, trust me, man. You're, 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 you're not the, the only bone, one. The, the, bone, the bone structure. Which bone? We ain't talking about as, that. As no. Stepan would say, the heaviest one. The heaviest. <laughs> but uh, she, she was going through a weight cut, and Tito Ortiz was there helping her with the cut. Dude, yeah. she, was, she was just laying down in like a sweatsuit, crying. And they were basically barely helping her up so she can stand on a scale to see if she made weight or not. It's 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 not it's not healthy and it's not natural to cut weight. Maybe she was crying to get some tears out. It's oh man, if I could, if I could cutting weight techniques, right? Yeah. Anything, anything that anything, whatever yeah. it takes, whatever it takes. I mean, that's that's <laughs> it probably what she was doing, man. Techniques, man. Techniques. Oh, but uh, so, I mean, speaking of as far as like weight cutting and MMA, what weight class did you fight at? I fought mainly at one fifty five, and I fought at one seventy as well. Um, I've done one forty five for jujitsu. Um, in some tournaments, but uh, 155 is the 155 and the 160 were kind of my best, better ones. Yeah. And what do you walk around at? I'd walk walk around like 175 ish, you know. Okay, so not not that big of a weight cut, not that major. I mean, I don't know, you know, like depends, you know, it could be 180, eh, about 20 pounds, you know, but uh, depends, you know, for what I would have to cut down, right, and then do things the right way. It's pretty extreme, man. It hurts. But then the day of the fight, hurts. you do gain about another eight to Water weight back, back, yeah. Yeah, 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 you can, you can, you know, depends That's how your body responds. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, you know, like a lot of sports, right, like athletes and stuff, you don't do things that, you know, you do things that can shave years off your life, but you do it to, you know, to, to be the best, right? So, you know, it's some 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 things you have to you have to you have to pay for, right? What so would, it goes for a lot of sports, right? You go to the Olympics, would you, you know, you ask them questions? I've I've forgotten that's the right um, question, but would you take off like five or ten years off of your life to you know to win a a medal oh, at the medal. Olympics and stuff. Yeah, everybody would say yes, a thousand percent. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you commit. You know, you commit to being the best. I don't and so, know about that, bro. <laughs> I mean, you know that you don't. It, but the people that know what they want and they want to be the best, you have to be in that mindset. You have to be ready to kind of die, to kind of achieve certain things. Yeah, and um, and you go, you go to that, you go to that place to make it happen. Because you, you also. You won. Was it just a no gi world championship for jiu jitsu, or was it also? 
Uh, well, when I was in 2002, it was my last like adult world championship. I actually closed the bracket. Okay, so I thought in that time because if you close the bracket, like you basically, I got the gold medal. It's up in my gym, you know, and I beat the guy that won the next two years in my weight category, you know, and uh, you kind of like you kind of bow out to the most senior guy, and uh, so I thought like I won, you know, in, in my mind at least, you know, uh, but I, on the record books it doesn't show that, you know, but uh, you know I can say I was one of the top. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu players of my 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 time, you know, because of the, you know the things that I that I did in that time, um, and then uh, yeah, I've won, you know, like I fought MMA, I, you know, King of the Cage, like it's like a world title, you know, but it was it was a legit one, it was like pretty close with the UFC, and then uh, and then uh, a couple of years ago, um, that Nogi Worlds, which is which was is that cool. fourteen or fifteen? What's that? The Nogi, maybe something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because no gi means you're you're not wearing the uh, rash guards, the, the, the kimono. Yeah, you're wearing the, the your uniform, rash yeah. guards. The karate uniform. Karate. Yeah, that's all the same thing. <laughs> it's, it, it's funny. It was like, well, in karate, it's it's still a gi, right? But it's not as thick. Because the the jujitsu gi is it's thick, and it's the sewing is a little different. The no? sewing is yeah. It, yeah it's, it's I, there's like I think the uh, what is that thing called? Oh, yeah. I haven't worn the either one. The collar. The, the collar is mm-hmm. thicker, right? And wider. Yeah, it depends. Maybe. They have thinner ones too, right? But uh, overall, it's thicker, right? Because you need to it needs to be able to handle the pulling and the pushing and the, you know the wear and tear. Yeah, we had a question from one of our listeners. Uh, mm. Carlo Gergian had a question. He was mm. saying he was. Met, I, I don't see it on my feed. Do you see it? Because I want to. I remember what he said, but I can't see it. Uh, he was mentioning something about Brazilian jiu-jitsu mm. tournaments mm. and cannabis being involved in it as well. Yeah, they have... So uh, what's what's that? Is that like the new thing that's going on uh, as far as... Yeah, they have like a... What's it called? I think it's called high rollers. We had a guy that did it, you know, and basically... I'm not sure, but I think if you win, you get like a, a bag of like weed or something like that. I think that yeah, it's like Nate Diaz involved. I mean, yeah, some of those guys were there, like Jeff Glover. Like uh, he, he, I'm not sure if he won. Eddie Bravo, one. Joe Rogan, all those guys. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all whatever, man. You know, it's legal now, right? So whatever, it's cool. Teach your own, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, it's not my scene, but it's cool, you know. Why not? You know, jiu-jitsu is great. I think it. You know, so why not? If you're into that, like, why not? You know, yeah. So, I, there's a cool. lot of people, as far as like with jujitsu and stuff, you know, all over the media, and you know, obviously uh, influencers as well on social media, where you know they do practice jujitsu, and cannabis is a big factor for them. Mm. Uh, they say, you know, what helps with the mindset, it mm-hmm. helps with you know the body and everything. I mean, recovery and stuff. Yeah, recovery and all mm-hmm. that. I mean, I know you just said you don't dabble with it at all, but I mean, do. Do do guys at the gym that practice with you do they say that it really does help or is it just something where it's when like I, you know what? I mean when I was younger and in Brazil and stuff like man almost everybody and these guys are like top of the food chain dudes you know uh, almost almost everybody I would say like ninety five percent they would they would smoke like like you know they'd smoke weed and and uh, have that as a part of their lifestyle yeah and uh, yeah me and a few other guys who didn't you know. But it's okay, right? Yeah. But I was ne- I was never like oh like but they were all my friends and we hung out. I just didn't do what they did. And, yeah, no peer pressure. What's that? <laughs> no peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't my thing. You know, yeah. it just wasn't my thing. Now go- going back to as far as like the whole weight cutting and all that stuff. Now getting ready for an MMA event or you know a fight. When did the actual weight cutting begin? How long did the process take? And uh, what was your diet like? What was your meal prep like? Your mornings, your routines, all that stuff. I mean, how how did you mentally and physically prep for a fight? I mean, it's a, it's you know you 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 start probably like four to six weeks at least you know of like really strict diet yeah and so you cut out like the starches and the carbs and the breads and the sugars for sure like try to eat really clean mm-hmm. yeah 
And a lot of times, like, it's cool because you really learn, like, what stuff, like, you people are, like, you're kind of addicted to it, you know? Like, it's like a drug almost, you know? And you wean off of drugs if, you, if you're eating bad, you know? So as long as you should be having, eating pretty good, you know, before that even. And so you're normal, and then you just cut out, uh, you know, like, the the starches and the carb, the carb, carb stuff, yeah, and the sugars, right? And then uh, eat really clean and, and, and um, reduce your calories, right? And move more, <laughs> burn more calories, and reduce your calories. It's pretty simple, right? Yeah. And then guess what? You start to lose. You start to lose weight. Drink a lot of water, and then uh, usually, like the last week, like you do like a water trick where you just flood your body with water, and so you kind of it fills your stomach up, you know. And uh, and then um, like a day, I would kind of mention a little bit, but like the day before uh, the weigh-in, you uh, you basically don't drink any water anymore, and then you start the weight cut you know like the the water weight cut yeah the day before like 24 hours before the weigh-in yeah so hold on you you said the water trick you said you, f- you basically just how yeah, much you, water i mean you- I, would, I was i would i used to do like two two gallons of so like five days before the i would do two gallons of water uh another few couple of days two gallons of water and then i would do like a gallon uh the couple days before and then 24 hours before i wouldn't do any any water uh, do anything you know and uh and then you know you just keep you keep like peeing you know yeah, of course <laughs> after the 20 the 24 hours before and then you basically your body just like releasing it and then you just you know you're in a good position to kind of start that weight cut of uh you know sauna or whatever process that you uh that you work best with you know the alcohol bath the epsom salt bath uh, when you were you know whatever it is that you that you like to do how did your body react to it to what? Which to, part? To, to the weight cut as far as a 24-hour Oh, man. It's, unna- it's unnatural, man. It's unnatural. Like, you kidding me? Like, you know. You don't start like, hallucinating or anything? I mean, you kind of, you have to go deep, like spiritual deep. Like, man, like, uh, you know, guys, like, they start listening to, like, <laughs> Jesus music and, woo, like, you know, they start getting, like, spiritual, you know, because you have to be ready to, you have to go in that go to that place, you know, you have to, almost like death, you know, you have to be ready to die, you know, like, <laughs> they're getting dramatic, but it's the truth, you know, it's the truth. You have to, it hurts, man. It hurts. It's not. It's not natural. Your your brain, your body, you, your your everything and your being is like fighting against. Yeah, it. you have to. There has to be a very deeper why. Uh, and you know, like as guys get older and they kind of lose their motivation, right? You kind of see some of the those things not being there, right? For yeah, them. of course. So you have to be hungry and you have to want it. And um, part of that, you can see that, right? And the weight cuts and stuff. And then as you get older, like, oh, I don't feel like doing this anymore. I'm done with this. <laughs> it's because there's been fight, fights that have been canceled because the fighter can't make weight you know, or you, they've gotten... Yeah, and you can't, you can't criticize. You can't criticize anybody. Not. You know, like, it's easy for people to say, oh, that, that guy's unprofessional. But have you been in, their sh- in his shoes? You don't know what happened. Exactly. You know? And uh, for me, I'm just like, man, I, you know, if he's okay, whatever. I just, uh, I'm, I'm forgiving. For sure, you should be professional. And if you're going to fight, that's respect to your opponent, right? Yeah. And not to make the weight isn't, isn't cool, yeah? And so you should you should definitely show up and make the weight. What happens when they don't make the weight? Uh, sometimes they get fined, yeah? And uh, some, sometimes you ask the opponent, like, does you want you want to accept the fight still? You know, and he'll get some of his money. That, yeah, cough that, up some of the purse. Yeah, so that kind of happens. But it's really, I think it's the choice of the guy. It depends how much he's overweight, yeah? Okay. And it's it's crazy. Sometimes when it's like they're way overweight, like the the commission won't, won't allow you to fight. Yeah, and the guy that in front of them that's been training all this time, they yeah, just don't like, get a W. They don't get the purse, nothing. Yeah, I mean if they 
if they're way over the weight, yeah, they don't get anything. Yeah. You, so I mean, you could give up your purse. You could give up your entire purse. Just the other guy. No, he gets paid. If you if you made weight, the opponent. No, like no, depends. You know, depends. Depends on the promoter. If the fight doesn't happen, like the. I think with the I think with like big promotions, they get paid, man. If you depends depends on the promoter. Depends on the promoter, right? Like we've been having the MMA the MMA events here in Burbank. Mm-hmm. The is it XFC the yeah yeah the George 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 uh, George's, yeah. George's fights he's a good promoter he really cares about the fighters and he'll he'll if something like that happens he'll take care of the yeah. guy that cut the weight and you know it was professional and stuff uh, but it depends on the promoter you know depends who you fight for that's why I fight heavyweight you don't have that <laughs> issue <laughs> one sixty uh, two sixty five just make sure you, you just no. make sure your top game <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you're on top <laughs> See, the UFC recently <laughs> let gravity be your right. be your friend <laughs> yeah. See, like the UFC recently they stopped yeah. doing the the weigh-ins live they don't do the weigh-ins live anymore oh, it's not right. live no anymore. no no they don't do it live anymore if you notice I think it was earlier this year they stopped it because Dude, these fighters, they don't look healthy either. Especially uh, if you notice Conor McGregor, when he would cut weight, dude, he looked like a skeleton. It's at 145, yeah. Dude, like, you, it's scary. Yeah, man. so they do it better now. They, so, they do the weigh-ins before, and then you actually, for the show, because part of the show is, like, that weigh-in, right? Yeah, so they just And then come they out. have these interviews, and you have all these, like, different... It's crazy, man, what you have to go through. And then you have to fight the next day. It's just, it's crazy. So they, it's good. It's That's good, you know, because it's like, man, it's extreme. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, and then these guys, they're expected to like do an interview and, you know, you know, play to the crowd and it's crazy, man. Yeah. Just the mental fortitude. And, so and you have to be able to sell. Of course, Right, man. right, right. right. So part of it, UFC part of it is start, the win. When did the UFC start picking up like win completely? Uh, what that was one that? One year when they went from the, not. The ultimate fighter, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that was around 2007. Mm-hmm. 2007 or six, you know, something. Whenever that first Ultimate Fighter came, out. I think it was 2006 actually. Forrest Griffin, like, Forrest I Griffin, think, and yeah. Stephen Bonner, yeah. The yeah. success of the UFC helped a lot at the jiu-jitsu places. Much, we see many more of the jiu-jitsu places locally than we would if the UFC didn't succeed. For sure, because sure. boxing, their promotion sucks till today. Hmm. Uh, yes, I don't know, man. It sucks. Depends on the fight, right? Depends on the fighter. <laughs> depends on their like, promotion is horrible. I still, I still watch boxing. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> so do, like if you, uh, you guys watch the fight this weekend, of course. Yeah, yeah. Joshua yeah, and Ruiz, yeah. of course, man. I, I mean, lobby, lobby power. I think everybody, everybody's oh. rooting for the for, for Ruiz, man. You know what it was? It was like, <laughs> it's, it's like come on, that big underdog that you know, huge first 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 Mexican heavyweight champ, right? Yeah, man, that's so heavy, man. It's like genetic. Got to, no, I, like, I think it was success got to him. When I saw him with the Bentleys and all that, I said, "Nah, hey. this guy's not keeping the belt. <laughs> he's got. He's he lost I it before keep the he fought. So he <laughs> had, <laughs> he, in my eyes, he had lost those belts before the fight had happened. Yeah. You think eyes. so? Yes, yes. The eye of the tiger. I saw him as a humble person when he first won. And when I was listening to him talk, I was like, "Oh, perfect. This guy, if he is as humble as he comes out to be, oh my God, he's gonna keep this title." But when I saw him with the Bentleys and the new houses, he's gonna lose it all. <laughs> it's either no, it's, I don't think it's that. I think Joshua underestimated him. Number one, and then number two, Joshua came into the second fight prepped for him. But he was he was basically utilizing the jab the entire fight. No, he admitted being how about, how about, how about, how about I mean, man, he okay. One, he knocked him out right the first time. Yes. Okay, and the second time, 
he didn't go toe to toe with him. He like stayed well, on the yeah. outside. He was he was circling. He was he just, just wanted a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, they just wanted to win, you know. And you know what? And, uh, you know, so he was he like, played it smart. That's he all played he it smart. He played it smart. Okay, he played it smart. But he yeah. still had the to chance to lose because Andy yeah. has well, everybody. Does. Man, that guy will. I think he's as strong as Tyson with that. Right, yeah, man. Dude, it's his. It's well, he's a, he has a chin as well. He knocked him out. Yeah, yeah, he has he's a, chin. a chin. Well, he's got too he's much Mexican, weight. Man, he's Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> but see, we're Brown, all rooting Brown for Brian. that guy. Man. Yeah, for sure. I was shocked. I was shocked. I think the whole world, like, if you like, did a poll, right? How many people wanted him to win versus the? the I think there's you know. people in England that would rather see Andy Ruiz win the win the second. No, I think everybody in England wants to see Fury and Joshua or Wilder and Joshua. Mm. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I don't. I don't I, I'm See, shocked. Fear, None of these guys doesn't have a sellable face, boxing, bro. boxing, boxing. They still have. They have these fights, these guys got to be an but athlete. It takes. It takes. It takes time, right? It takes time to really like. I mean, it takes years, right, for these guys to build up. But MMA, you have like, you have so many scenarios that can just happen, like almost overnight. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me with Conor McGregor and Mayweather? Like, how did that happen? What, uh, man, come on, an Olympic swimmer guy, like a, like a what's a what's a but a. Guy playing Michael Jordan in his first basketball game or one on one, you know, yeah, a yeah. guy that was like a swimmer playing basketball. That's an example. Well, you've got the king of, McGregor, like king of marketing I mean, on both sides. I mean, Dana come on, White man, you know, like that's what I'm saying. The success of Dana White and those guys, yeah, man. I think it was Connor's. It was Connor's mouth, Dana's brains, and Mayweather's money. No, UFC was there way before Connor even got there. Well, man. yeah, but I mean, you got the, you got one of the king of trash talkers, and then you got another trash talker on the boxing end. It's like, dude. Let's make a billion dollars. I have a question for you guys. God. What uh, what makes uh, Armenian Armenian like good fighters? What, no, what makes that's a Armen- small. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, like the the whole Caucasus region right? is like tough mm-hmm. people, like Dagestan, yes. Chechnya, yes, like definitely. all those areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Armenian Arme- Armenia is in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. And uh, there's not that you know there's not that, not that many people. You have Musasis. You have all these like you know good Crazy fighters, names. man. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Petrosian and you know like Manny these good, good yeah man you have all these good fighters from, from you know and uh, just tough people and weightlifters too what do you think why, why do you think that is I, I think because <clears throat> we're a country that's always had to survive so uh-huh. we've always had to fight our way into everything politics to maintain our land so it's been a fight yeah. since well, we, we haven't were... done well at it either bro we've lost 80% well, of our <laughs> land bro let's just be honest about it well <laughs> politicians can't be that good of fighters <laughs> politicians you still have. got the country though hey <laughs> yeah, yeah. better than some that. other people can yeah. say remember Sarkissians and remember what Syrians remember what yeah, Armin said it. how many there's uh, over what 6,000 languages in the world yeah. and but only what 180 countries and Armenia is one of them. So mm-hmm. there you go. But but I think see one of the reasons why I think we could have done a lot better, mm. and we're starting to do a lot better. Mm. Is, but I think the cultural influence just doesn't allow us to the you know the barbecues and the drinking and. I mean, at sixteen, I've, they start making you drink. It's so much pressure <laughs> to not drink if you're an well, Armenian guy. At the, 16, the question you is, what your, makes an you're saying I, what I, makes an Armenian I, fighter? I, I told you that. So that's I, his I, reason. Let's get that was my reason. Yeah. Me, I think it's we're always the underdog. Mm. We're always we like we're we're very. I feel like it's a joke, man. No, there's, there, there's a punchline coming. There's okay, a punchline coming. I want to hear. I want to hear. He's half Armenian, so he, yeah, he may have. Much, oh, man. let me get the drum set ready. <laughs> I, have, I have my reason. I think it's actually. I want to hear from you guys. Land. Yeah, it's, it's from the, the land, from, from the, the land. area itself. Uh, it's in the blood. Good, That's what I think. What do you think, Alberto? What do I think? I think. I think. I think like. 
the strong family values, you know, it makes kids like really just have a lot of uh, self-confidence. You know what I mean? How like the moms and the dads, like they really like, they love their kids, man, you know? You're the <laughs> king of the house. Sometimes too <laughs> you know much. What I mean? Sometimes and too makes much them, confidence. Well, you know, yes, you know, but I think that translates to, to business and other things, you yeah. know? Forget like just f- fighting in the cage or, yeah. you know, in the ring or whatever, but just in life, I think... I think uh, I think that's that's very powerful. So, if, and that's one of the things. And I think also that region, you know, that whole Caucasus, Caucasian Caucasus, you know, the mountains and stuff. That whole area, it's just tough people. And I think so, it's the I think ancient that, people. You know, so I think I think that I mean, from my from my you know my perspective. I mean, if you go, to, I went to Jerusalem one time. Have you guys ever been to Jerusalem? No, no, no. So there's a there's a you know there's a Jewish quarter, there's a Muslim quarter, Armenian there's a Christian quarter, and there's the Armenian cult, uh, quarter. Yeah. Okay, if you go into the Christian quarter, right, you know, everything's so old, right? everything's built on top of each other. And so you go into the basement of the main area where everybody's like, you know, lighting, lighting candles and stuff. And uh, in the basement, and you look up, and it's all Armenian writing, Armenian churches. And mm-hmm. then you go one more level down, same thing. So how did that happen? In the, this is in the Christian. In the Christian, yeah. Okay, that, that's one, okay. And then how about Armen- like there's an Armenian quarter? How'd that happen? It's like ancient ancient city, right? How did that happen? There's there's so, a lot to so that, brother. Been, it's deep, right? It's deep. It's a that's a I'll tell you what, a lot of Armenians they do that DNA test and they have percentage of Jewish in them. Uh-huh. Now that doesn't mean they are Jewish. Right. Just that that just that means area. that that area was Armenian. <laughs> I mean, right, like the, if you look at uh, the, you know the the you know the genocide and stuff, it goes all the way down to the all the way down to the Mediterranean, right? Right, but it's all it's all. I mean, all the Christian. I mean, yeah, it's it's a trip, you know. It really, it trips me out when I when I went and I just saw like I mean how much influence, right? Because people don't really talk about it overall. Yeah, talk about the Jewish, you know, the Jewish and the you know, they, but but they don't talk about the Armenian. We preferred that way, brother. Well, <laughs> nowadays, anyone, any country that gets attention yeah. tends to get bombed, but we, we like nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's nothing left to bomb. <laughs> there's enough, there's no oil, there's no oil, the map, there's no oil in Armenia. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you, you guys are good. Listen, leave you us alone. Got, you got chess and weightlifting and yeah. you know, a couple, listen, fi- couple fighters. It's <laughs> like, leave us alone. We have no oil. All we have is copper. <laughs> you want copper, asshole. We have stones. That's the thing. We're great at individual sports, not team sports. See why I said it's in the blood? Mm. That's yeah. what I mean. It's in the blood because <laughs> we're always going to be horrible at team sports. <laughs> we've had <laughs> gonna, seriously. We've had great fighters. We've had great chess players. We've had great tennis player. Mm. And the Agassiz. Agassi. Uh, what else? Seriously, we don't have any. It's not just our Agassi, soccer team sucks. I don't even it's think we have a basketball. Sport. Yeah. No. No. That's what I mean. Like. Yeah. Anything team related? Basketball. We, we can we can't get off the floor. Why past is that? Two why, feet, why, bro. why why aren't the team? What, what's what's your opinion? Everybody's on that? the king, man. Because we have <laughs> all chiefs. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like it's like five no, guys we, on the basketball I had court. The perfect <laughs> explanation for you. Remember how we, we raise the kids to be the prince? Yeah. Now they all want to be forwards. We can't find a defender. Everybody <laughs> wants to be a forward. <laughs> that's why. You, that's why you gotta. You got. That's why you gotta do the shots. You know, to to chill them out. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you guys can. So everybody can hang out. And and then the ones that are too <laughs> trash get to play defense, right? How much has the Armenian culture influenced you? Oh, man, I've been married for, uh, I mean, since 2005, you know, and I've known, uh, I've known my wife since uh, 2000. Oh, beautiful. Wow. So almost, almost 20, 20 years, yeah. Oh, yes. So, pff, I mean, 
it's a trip, you know. I, I mean, I didn't know. Yeah, it's been a trip. It's been was like, it like a culture shock for you as far as when you first met the family and what was going on? Because your your wife is from Abovian. Mm -hmm. And is she Heinadarts? Yeah. Is she like, yeah she's okay. from Abovian. Okay. Come on, that explains a lot. So that explains a lot. <laughs> I mean, going to you know visit family and seeing family, was it like overwhelming seeing like how the Armenians are with each other? Because, I mean, hospitality-wise, they'll just feed you everything and anything there is on the table. But how, how, what was your reaction to like the Armenian culture originally? Uh, to the Armenian culture, uh, I mean, we had a huge wedding, right? We got married at uh, at the uh, what's it on on Glen Oaks? Um, Anush. Anush. Anush, yeah. So I had like three hundred people. You know, the, you know. Uh, what's my what's my reaction? It's it's cool, man. These uh, traditions. You know, I went to her like best friends and other weddings and. And I was like, I want to, I want to have a wedding like this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to spend hundred grand. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not even about the money and spending like these halls. You can be yeah. in the backyard, man. It's about yeah. the good times, you know. And so, the which connection. policy did you guys follow? American standards or Armenian standards? With, with what? Who pays for the wedding? <laughs> What do we do? You're putting the guy on the spot and live on the show. <laughs> These are topics he's probably never discussed. <laughs> he doesn't even know the answer. Right. At no, this that, point. That, no, the 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 mom in the American right. The the mom the wife's dad pays for it right yeah. usually. Yeah. And so uh, so uh, you know I think we just worked it out you know honestly because her 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 father had passed away. Oh. Okay. You know from uh, from a heart attack you know um, and just you know suddenly. So so, um, yeah, that wasn't even in the. You in chop the equation, it up. You, you know? yeah, it's not even a topic you talk and about. So it's once you decided, and and you know that you know since I was an Armenian, because you know I first met her, she was like, yeah, I'm gonna marry, marry an Armenian, blah, blah blah. She started talking to me, I think, because she said I looked Armenian. So I was like, you, you know, whatever. You do look Armenian. I, I mean, I could, I could pass, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, let pass. the hair grow a little, and then let, the, let the. I thought I looked more Armenian with the yeah, with the kachag. <laughs> Just grow out a beard, go get a G Wagon. Right? <laughs> you'll, fit, you'll fit right Boom. in. That's right? it, you'll fit it. And, put a, and just grow white, out your white pink suit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you're already, you and your wife both run a successful business already, so you're already. <laughs> <laughs> the pinky, the pinky has to grow. That's the pinky nail. The pinky nail. Ah, okay. Remember, that's not just a pinky nail, it's no, a tool. It's a utility yeah. tool. It's a utility tool. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of successful businesses, you, you've you obviously had your successes in competing, competition, mm -hmm. but that doesn't always transition into a successful business owner, mm -hmm. right? And and even as a practitioner, you can be a world champion practitioner. It doesn't yeah. mean you're going to be a great teacher. Mm -hmm. But you've been able to kind of succeed in all aspects mm -hmm. from a practitioner, right? You became a world champion mm -hmm. to... Uh, amazing teacher to mm -hmm. a successful entrepreneur, mm -hmm. both you and your wife. Mm -hmm. um, talk about that a little bit in terms of what do you think has been the uh, key, the secret to your success? Because uh, like I said, the majority of athletes cannot do that. majority of athletes, whether it be NBA, NFL, whatever, any, any league, end up going broke after they're done. Um, very few end up investing properly or starting mm. successful businesses, mm. and you've been able to do that. Mm. And so it's a good question. You know, I think uh, a big part of it is your self-image. I think in anything, and that's why I appreciate the, the the Armenian parents making the little boy or little their kids, you know, little 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 kings and your prin little princes and princesses. <laughs> you know, because I think it's important. You know, 
um, that they think who like who they are. Yeah. And um, I was really lucky. I, you know, I had an amazing mom and my dad, too. You know, uh, my, my parents separated when I was pretty little. Uh, but I had some amazing role models, you know, of course, my, my mom and, and her parents. Yeah. Um, and so they were all teachers. Yeah. Uh, my mom and her her mom and I think even their her grandmother, you know, were all teachers. And uh, so I think I have that kind of in my 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 genetics. If you want to say that I feel that, you know, I feel that like I really want uh, the best for my students, you know. And uh, and then I had my grandfather, my mom's dad, yeah, that was really pretty successful in, in you know, investing in business and, you know, uh, money and things like that, yeah. And so I had his his um, his influence on me, too, especially when he, when he got older. My grandmother passed away. I got to spend a lot of time with him. And just I just kind of, I really looked up to him. I, I, even, uh, I even was named after him, you know, oh, Albert. Wow. You know, his name was Albert. My mom put the O on the end. So I wouldn't forget my uh, my lobby heritage, my Hispanic heritage. <laughs> it's a great way to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so uh, so uh, I think just you know like that they're the like role models, right? In my family and my grandfather, my mother's dad was blind. He was oh, blind. He lost his blind? eyesight. No, he lost his eyesight when he was a teenager. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, so back in, it was actually in the twenties. Yeah. He, he, I think he lied about going to, he he enlisted for like the reserve or the army reserve. His brother did. And so he went in there and then they, he dove into the water and his eyes got infected and the guys were like, keep training, keep training. And so they, uh, so they kept training, he kept training. And then one day just, he couldn't see anymore. Everything got blurry. And then they ended up sending him somewhere and he, they took his eyeballs out. Oh, wow. Where was this? What's that? Where? Uh, I mean, he's here in the U.S., but it's like the old school times, right? In the twenties, yeah. And so he was a teenager, yeah. So he he's not like like Stevie Wonder where he bobs his head like that. He knows where you know he kind of he's he's normal, but he wears like glasses, yeah. And he used to scare us when we were kids. He would open up his eyes, and there's like a blank, like a cavity, yeah. <laughs> Shit, uh, man. And, and then like, the ah. bones, the bones do start getting close. To no, the no, it was like a cavity, straight up cavity, yeah. Yeah, there's people that put like glass. Uh, yeah, he, glass he, he, he's done that, you know. But he just, and I think it bothered him, and so he just would wear like, uh, you know, glasses. Ray Ray Charles glasses and stuff. Yeah, he looked keep pretty eyes cool. closed. Yeah, and and, uh, and uh, but uh, so anyway, he got he got uh, back in those days. People would uh, like handicap people would you know they, they they sent him out to California to we like weave baskets with his with his sisters. They were uh, they actually moved. They lived in L.A. They had brand new Mex New Mexican restaurants out here they're all like pretty like go-getter like hard you know heavy like just go-getters yeah or really hard workers mm -hmm. and so they moved he they sent him out here and they had him weave baskets and he's like you know i think i want to do more with my life and so he wrote to his like congressman uh because it was kind of their fault right to get uh to be able to enroll into new mexico state university and so he's real persistent and so he they let him in and you know, it was probably before. I'm not sure when Braille came out, but he basically had people help him study by you know reading him. They would they, he would learn the stuff by the guys you know the, the reading students to him. reading to him, yeah. And so they kind of learn in the process too, and you know, and he got through college and graduated, and then he actually went to law school as well. Wow, beautiful man! And uh, made something because they took his eyeballs out in Washington D.C. He got sent to some hospital over there because they were supposedly the best, and you know, didn't work out right. But he still liked it out there. And so they went to he went to like Georgetown like law and and became a lawyer yeah and uh, then he came back and nobody wanted to hire like a you know he was Hispanic one and then 
Blind. Black hair, blind. black hair, and blind. You know, come on, you know. So that she sold insurance and whatever, and he actually ran to become a judge. And uh, he, you know, I don't know if you the, the the is it the Rosenbergs that that sold the the atomic secrets to the Russians? I don't, I don't know. You know, anyway, anyway, you know, see, he tried them at the local level because uh, local level because uh, Los Alamos is where they invented like the atomic bomb, mm-hmm. yeah? and so he was a he was a local uh, judge there, and he got elected, and that kind of started a, like a long process, and he invest, you know, of, like in politics and elected positions and he's like a state representative and just a lot of things yeah and uh he invested in real estate and was you know he's just a great role model yeah for me to have and uh and uh did a lot for the community worked like pro bono um for like probably like 40 years of his life yeah he was he was an attorney but he just helped a lot of people Mm -hmm. and so i had those role models and and uh i don't know uh i think i channeled that energy in a way yeah um so so just I've been blessed to have great family, yeah, and uh, just I look up to them, and I think I, I my self image is wrapped into that. The support is there, man. The support yeah, has always so, been there. So and- yeah, so I just I think of myself like, you know, like the little that was like a little prince, you know, the little Armenian, like, the little, like you're the man, you know, the man. Yeah, I'm the man. I'm the man. You can do it. Even when things get want. tough, you know, I'm yeah. like, no, I'm the man. Like I'm, gonna, I'm gonna figure this out. You yeah, know, mindset is a very, very important factor, man. I mean, if your mindset is not in the right place, it can, it can ruin you. It can ruin yeah. you mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. Yeah. And you know, when I was, when I was, uh, when I came back from Brazil, right? Because I moved down to Brazil in the, in the '90s and stuff, trying to be the best and all that. Um, um, there was like these educators and they're like, yeah, it's cool. Like this, this jujitsu, like fighting stuff, you know, but you know, it's cool. It's good for the girls. But when you get older, you, you know, you can't make money from it, you know? And I'm like, yeah, maybe, but I, they, they kind of dropped the seed and I kind of, you know, I think deep down, like, I'm going to prove you wrong in a way. Um, but I was ready to do a nine to five if I had to, and then I would still do the martial arts after and mm-hmm. teach it after because I believed in it so much. Um, but I found a way, luckily I found a way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, like just going back to like family role models and stuff, like I, uh, I, um, I really channel that, you know, and go on to my, my dad's side. Cause my, my parents, like they split when, you know, I was like, I think I was like four years old, uh, but my dad, he was, uh, he went to like Vietnam. He was a, you know, a green beret, like, you know, a guy and he had, he has like PTSD, you know, like oh. his whole life and stuff, you know, um. I uh, went through a lot of, a lot of stuff and uh, anyway he's 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 here actually now and he's in like in a home assisted living home he's all he's had a tough life but he gets emotional to this day and my my mom's mom was his teacher when he was a kid and he gets emotionally cries to this day he's like I don't know why she took the extra time to help me and to see be up in my business to see what I'm doing um, but that just, I get like, it really like it resonates. I just, I think about that all the time, you know, just making that extra effort, you know, and really caring about people. Of course. Mm-hmm. Man. And I think that energy, like, uh, I think that makes me like a little bit different, you know? And, uh, and, uh, I think that's, I don't know if I, if I had to choose one thing or why that's as far as teaching, I think, cause I have that, that energy, I guess, you know, and, uh, and I know how much it means or how much, how much it can do for people. Just, just caring, you know, and believing, believing in people, and so I, I, I think about that, and I, I, you know, I have both sides. And my, my dad kind of went through a lot in his life, you know, and uh, yeah, he wouldn't. He's like, I wouldn't have made it if it weren't for, you know, like my mom's mother, like yeah. as a teacher. Um, like he was in a home, like he was adopted, you know, World War Two, uh, brought over, 
and kind of like uh, abuse, like, you know, like the, the mom, the, the adopted parents, like they split. And so the mother was really mean to him. And um, um, just to kind of say that like, you're nobody, you're, you know, speaking of the self-image, said that he was like, a, you know, he's going to be a ditch digger. Actually, it, it threatened him to get deport him back to Germany. That was it. She was, <laughs> that's how she was. Are you serious? <laughs> that's crazy, right? And then I think when he was like 11 or 12, uh, he he had like a he had a like a, a, a like an, a, a, fr- a doll that was like his friend, you know, like disturbed kid, you know, and um, and uh, he got put in this home. I, luckily, they, they the system took him took him in, you know, and and put him in this foster. It was like a foster home with like a bunch of these kids. It was actually like for like a lot of rich kids too. And they had horses there and stuff. And uh, man, he when he was in his late twenties, he looked at everybody. Uh, looked up everybody that was in that home with him, and they were either in debt, they were dead, or in jail. Every oh, single person, wow, you know. Man. And he was the only one, I guess, that made it out of there, and made something of himself. You know, he was like a civil engineer and did, you know, did a lot of like amazing things. And and uh, and uh, yeah, he was like, he's like, I made it because of certain people, like my 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 mother, my you know, my, my grandmother. From your mom's mother, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even even you know when my with the you know the divorce or whatever, but my fam my mom my mom's family right when she my grandmother passed away they asked him to be like a pallbearer oh, because wow. she they knew how much like mm. she meant to him. So your dad is of German descent. German descent. See, it's it's crazy, man. Like, as a child, if you're if you grow up in the wrong environment or if you're raised by the wrong people or even if you're even if your blood parents are shitty people, it could affect you, man. It, yeah. it could affect you like mentally, emotionally, yeah. everything, man. It's 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 yeah. insane. You know, like the we you know we have a, a, so many amazing coaches at Legacy, really, truly, and um, and they all really, really matter, and they all really need to care because it really, really can make all the difference for somebody. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Between somebody making it, um, you know, believing them, believing in the, believing in themselves, and not making it, you know, yeah. and of course, you know, being, you know depressed and Look, well, I want to talk about another topic um, which is kind of uh, it has nothing really to do with jujitsu or maybe it does it'll probably mm. tap into this but uh, you went through MS how old were you and how did this whole how did it take so you? every five years they make you do a for the for fighting right for it to be licensed you know they make you do a brain MRI and so uh, I moved out here in 2007 to LA from New Mexico mm-hmm. And so when I first got to the UFC, they had me find, they had me do a brain MRI, and they found like a little something, but they let me fight. So I, got, I, I, I didn't, you know, ask them what it was, you know, but they found some, I probably like a little little lesion, you know. And then five years later, I went in again, um, and uh, they found it grew, yeah. And they're like, hey, this looks this looks uh, not right, and so we need you to. And we they didn't let me fight, you know, because uh, it was like a day before the weigh-in, and like, well, I'm like, what do these guys want? So I went to the doctor's office. Hey, this looks like something that's not right. It looks like kind of like, I don't think they said MS at the time, but it looks like something strange. And so they had me do a bunch of neurological tests, and then uh, and then it came back um, um, that, that that I have it, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, sorry, you have multiple sources, and they gave me a stack of drug books and decided asked me like which ones I wanted to take. And, uh, you know, it was, re- was kind of, like, sad, like, you know, because I, I wasn't going to be able to fight anymore. But I, and then I asked him, can I still do jujitsu? And he said, yes. And uh, and so I registered for a tournament. And then I started to do the research on some of the drugs. And they said, you know, when you start to do the research, they may or may not help you, the drugs. But I'm sure there's going to be some side effects, right, in the of drugs. Course, and so I, so I decided to not take it, yeah. 
And then I remembered Scott Sonnen, the creator of the TACFIT, um, you know, my subconscious or whatever. I just remembered him. And, and so I went on this, like, long, like, jiu-jitsu a few years of competing and just kind of going all in. And just I was like, what if I can't walk in three months or six months? What if I can't do jiu-jitsu? And so uh, I just gave kind of everything I had to. I just wanted, I wanted to get whatever and have no regrets, yeah. And so I, did, I went on this, like, world tour a little bit. Went to the Amazon, went to Germany, my Munich, where I where I spent most mm. of my childhood. I went to every place. They're all around the country, Vegas. I mean, everywhere. And uh, just whatever, just got it out of my system. And then uh, it was kind of like a spiritual journey. And and uh, and at the end of it, I kind of did what I wanted to do. Like I I uh, actually had a the final stop was actually in Madrid, Spain. And uh, um, you know, I had competed like. Three weeks in a row, I did that Nogi Worlds, um, where I, you know, beat a pretty well-known guy who was on the cover of the Jiu-Jitsu Mag that that month, and and it was pretty cool because he was always heavier than me, and I was lighter, but I was a little bit like, you know, like heavier and <laughs> and whatever, you know. So we 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 were in the opposite sides of the bracket, and then we met up, and it was cool because I won, and and then the next, and my friend was here in town, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna go to the south of Spain, and we should do a seminar there, and I'm like, okay, sounds good, and then I was like, oh, that sounds good, and I'll, there's a couple tournaments in between. And uh, and so we should do them. He's like, yeah, sounds good. But then he kind of bailed on those tournaments. But I, I I did it, you know. And so I went to Berlin for another tournament. And then I did a couple. I did a seminar like in Sweden. And then I went to uh, the south of Spain with him. And then did that seminar there. And then I did uh, went to Madrid for my last stop. And I remember like the night before the tournament, I was I wasn't feeling good. And I just thought, man, I'm just tired, you know, from all the adrenaline and everything else. And uh, then I went and, you know, showed up, you know. I couldn't really eat breakfast or dinner, you know. I just wasn't feeling good. Um, I just thought I was just too stressed out. And then I started talking to my first opponent, you know. We were in the the bullpen, you know, kind of warming up and and became like friends and stuff. And then we went and and competed, you know. And I did my little move and, you know, got on top or whatever. I don't know what happened. But he threw his weight somehow on my stomach. And I was like, oh, my God, I I was going to, like, throw up, you know. And I held it in because if I would have thrown up, I would have got disqualified, right? Mm-hmm. But I held it in, and then uh, got through the match, and you know I lost the match on some points because I was just <laughs> like trying yeah, to not not to throw up, you know. And so I got off the mat, and I threw up, yeah, Ugh, you know. And I had like uh, I had like yeah, I was like pale. I had food poisoning, man. I had food poisoning. Oh shit! Probably when the south of Spain I ate some seafood. Who knows, you know? Wow. Uh, and uh, man, like it was brutal, you know. Like it's like having the flu, right? And just like, I couldn't drink anything, eat anything. No appetite, nothing. And then I went again because it was a bracket of three, yeah. And uh, I went against this guy, and uh, I got choked out unconscious. It was the first time in my life that I got choked out unconscious, and uh, it was a trip, yeah. And I just woke up, and I'm like, oh man, I was really crushed, you know. I woke up, and went and, and the guy that I made friends with at the beginning. Uh, he he's like, are you gonna do the open weight, which is any weight goes, yeah? And I'm like, uh, I, I don't know, man. I was really sad. And he's like, I'll just put your name down, and maybe you feel better in a few hours. And I was like, thought about it. What am I gonna do? Feel sorry for myself, in my hotel room, or you know, just stay, and maybe I will feel better. And so I just stayed. I put my name down, and then I started like speaking of the mindset. I just started like, I couldn't eat, I couldn't drink. I was so weak. You know, I had no strength in my body, yeah. And so I started thinking about it, like it's all my memories and. And I was like, I had like a mantra in my head. I was like, I believe in my technique. I believe in my technique. And I just started saying it over and over and over and over and over for like hours. Yeah. And uh, then I went against my first guy. I won. Second ma- second match, I won. Third match, I won. I won the whole damn thing. And all the guys that I went against, they were like cheering for me and stuff. And, Beautiful. 
And uh, I was like, man, like just the mental capabilities that we're capable of, you know, I had nothing in me, you know, but uh, my mindset gave me like the, you know, whatever, the chemicals and then, yeah, the juice, you know, like the food and the, you know, the neurotransmitters, whatever, you know, the chemicals that I need and and, uh, I overcame, yeah. And I was like, cool, you know, and that was kind of like that, I guess that that tour that I did was out of what I was looking for. I was like, I can, I can, I can win, you know, I can do this, I can beat this MS thing. And so then uh, the mindset, you know, and I showed up, uh, the next thing was I showed up at the TACFIT cert like a few months after that, maybe like four or five months after that, maybe like four months, you know, uh, and I finally went to the TACFIT cert and, and I couldn't put my seatbelt on, I couldn't move, everything hurt in my body. And uh, things weren't working, you know, and and uh, and uh, and then I was like, after the search, I was like, man, like I get like a second chance to kind of do it because he helped me for one of my UFC fights in like 2007, and uh, and uh, had, he had such a big influence on me. Like I got thrown on my head. He's like, I hey, just move your head like this, and 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 I was like, oh, I can heal myself with movement, you know. But it was kind of like different stuff, right? So I was kind of like, ah, who's this guy? Who's this, you know, this crazy like person? Board. Yeah. yeah, you know. But I trusted my first uh, my first uh, jujitsu coach who was a Navy SEAL, and he's like, hey, you need to get with this guy. And I was like, okay, cool. But everything told me it worked. Everything he told me it worked, and so I never stopped thinking about it probably for like a decade, right? And then I finally showed up at the cert. I was like, okay, cool. I get a second chance to really do this. And then some magic things started to happen. I did like 50 like workshops and certs in the next few years. I went to every single stop that they had on the schedule for their TACFIT, you know, um, events. And I started to feel better. Everything started to heal. I was, I hadn't, I guess I hadn't dreamt for like 10 years. And I started to dream and just stuff started to work better. And I was like, you know. What does it mean if you don't dream? You know, just stuff isn't connecting, right? Stuff is disconnected. Because remember, yeah. MS is basically you have the nerve, and the nerve, you know, you have you have it run through whatever the the whatever it is that runs through the energy that runs. So through. you have you have you have your nerve, right? And you have a myelin, you have a myelin sheath, which is like the you know, like if you have a wire, right? It's the, yeah. the rubber around the wire, exactly. And so your immune system, right? It attacks the, the eats the the myelin. It's an autoimmune, basically. So, so you know, like you, you know, so the immune system attacks the myelin, and so basically you short circuit stuff, stuff stops working, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what happens. And so stuff wasn't working, yeah. It's choppy, basically. Everything no, is no, choppy. I know what MS like does. the the, the electricity that. doesn't go through you. Like you know. How Did you have any like working. numbness in the? For fans? sure, for sure, for sure. I, you know, I'm, I'm just too stubborn, right, to accept it. But uh, once they told me at the at the fight doctor guy, you know, I was like, okay, okay. Like I didn't accept it. I was like, oh, I just thought I was just being. Too many years of being hardcore, you know, like just, you know. The, Arme- the stubborn <laughs> Armenian in you is coming out. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's like you just, ah, it's because of this. It's because of that, like my balance and just different things. Like it's not working. I oh, just, you know, just it's because of this, because of that, you know. But, you know, okay, all right, I'm fine, you know, sure. You know, and then I did that tour and I was like, I can I can win, you know, I can win. And so, again, comes back to that mindset. Uh, I got the mindset, you know, the martial arts gave me the mindset, but I just needed the right tools. And the TACFIT stuff gave me the right tools to win, you know. No medicine. To win. No medicine, man. Movement, you know. Movement, the eating the right way. Mindset, yeah. you know. You, and and I think everybody can benefit from that. Uh, you mentioned that with in MS the, or not with MS. Yeah, you mentioned in the beginning of the podcast where, you know, movement is one of the most important things in life. Just to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. I mean, I would have never thought, you know, somebody diagnosed with MS could you know heal themselves with you know with movement and kind of because uh, you were mentioning something off the podcast as far as with the uh, 
with the ear as well. What was that all about? Yeah, so, you know, um, I, went, I went to this course. It was on interception, like, you know, the awareness of self, right? And so there's three things. is the insert cortex, right, as part of the brain mm -hmm. of, like, it kind of regulates your autonomic, your, you know, your heart and everything working by itself, right? Your nervous system that d regulates all that does, you know, everything – your, your breathing, your heart you rate, yeah, you're not thinking about it. It yeah. just happens, the right? The stuff that your body okay, basically so the does. cortex, you know, and then you have your vagus nerve, which kind of like you can you can you can kind of hack it by you know messing with your ear and stuff. You know, it goes through your ear, but it goes through your neck and your stomach and every organ. Yeah, and then the last one is the unmyelinated nerve nerve. You know, nerve endings. Okay, and so it's not just that. So. <laughs> That's why I'm like I'm like I'm obsessed. It's kind of giving me like a little bit of a, like a superpower, like mm -hmm. as far as like stuff bad stuff happening, but turning it, flipping it, right? Of course. And uh, so, so at the end of the nerve, right, you have like it's unmyelinated, right? Right. So <laughs> the immune system can eat all it wants, but there's no myelin there, right? Yeah. And then actually, if you look at the myelin, the myelin on the nerve, right, the the you know it's. It actually looks like little sausages, right? And the sausages like a linked know, together, linked yeah. together. Okay, and between those sausages, there's little spaces, yeah. And so that's not myelinated, okay. And Scott Son and the creators, like, he sent me an article some years back, and I actually looked it up after I did this course this weekend. I was like, man, because he's like, yeah, your lifestyle is that's what's that's what's making you like work basically, you know. Uh, you know, it's your lifestyle is to overcome that, and so I'm tapping into my Wi-Fi of my of my nervous system, you know. With the whole, with the whole Q-tip and the ear thing, or I mean, all those things, everything like my lifestyle, like my you know doing the right movements, uh, uh, my mindset, you know, activity. Level. I mean, it's like activity, but just doing the right things, yeah, doing the right things, and it's like for sure, you know, I'm martial art, like Brazilian just is martial arts has been my life, yeah, and so not just that, but the connections with others, like us hanging out like this, you know, yeah. um, all doing all the right things is, I mean, even if I don't have any myelin. I'm tapping into that Wi-Fi. Like, could you imagine if you weren't... You know? I'm tapping into the Wi-Fi, so, like, it doesn't matter, you know? It doesn't matter. I'm tapping into those little spaces between the sausages on the on the myelin and at the end, you know? And so everything's connecting. It's like throwing a rock through the water, you know? It just skip skipping, you know? And yeah. just stuff works. Stuff is working. Like, I don't you... know if that's the case, but I know how I feel, and I know how I'm working. And, uh, uh, you know, between the jiu-jitsu and the tack fit, like, it's really the fountain of youth, and uh, it's really... It's really transformed me, and uh, I mean, you can ask like the students and people that have been around me and see me kind of transform. I've, I feel like I've, in a way, like I've changed my genetics and changed a lot of like my personality things. You know, like when I was younger, even when I was a kid, you know, like I couldn't eat like just one piece of chocolate. I had to, I would have to eat the whole thing, you know, and that's regulated again, like by the insert cortex in different parts of the the brain, right? And uh, and. Uh, and even you know when I was got older, I felt like I had an eating disorder. You know, speaking of that weight cutting, right? You could you cut the weight, right? But as soon as as soon as you're done, you just go nuts, right? You're like I couldn't have this, I couldn't have that. So you just eat as much as you can, and you can't stop, right? In a way, and I think a lot of people like wrestlers and people that have to cut a lot of weight. They 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 you know they get messed up. Yeah? You go from welterweight to heavyweight. You know what I mean? Like you see that, <laughs> you, you know, you see that. From that. And guys, guys get fat. You know, like they get fat because they're all like broken from injuries and they just stop moving. And you know, it's, it's, that's the, that's a lot of the, a lot of people. You know, it's unfortunate, but it's the reality. And uh, and um, um, yeah, for the first time in my life, I feel balanced. I can have one piece of chocolate and I can walk away. I'm cool. There's no addiction. Yeah, my wife, my wife's known me for you know we've been together for like 20 years, right? And so she see that she's like, wow, you know. And so she's like a big supporter. She does like we do little flow classes on Thursdays, 
um, at the gym, you know, like recovery kind of classes, you know, and she does those and she does all the stuff, you know, it's really cool because you learn all the movements and stuff and she helps her like cousins and family. Oh, my neck hurts. I'll do this, do that, you know. <laughs> so you'd, you'd be a completely different person if it wasn't for this jujitsu. Yeah, jujitsu, but the tackfit too, man. The tackfit. Of course, right tackfit stand for tactical fitness. Tactical, tactical fitness, fitness, exactly, okay. exactly. It's all the right stuff, and we're on the fringe, you know, because the guy when he kind of did all these things, he, you know, he studied. He won. He was like a sambo champion, and he got for some reason he got this uh, this ticket, or he won this thing to go study abroad at the Soviet Union. And you know, if you're a personal trainer here, like mm-hmm. those logs belong to you, right? But yeah. if you're a personal trainer or a trainer in the Soviet Union, union it, belongs to them. it belongs to them, right? And so it's the biggest case study, I think, of of the history of mankind. And so the Russians, like the Soviet, you know, Soviet Union, like they, okay, this works, it doesn't work. They didn't figure out why, you know, but they just said it worked, you know. That's why a lot of the those strength and a lot of the stuff the records they still stand today, you know. They, they figured they you know numbers and you know trial and error they had like they had, they had the the you know they had the numbers right and so it didn't they work they out. threw it out the window if exactly. it worked you keep going <laughs> yeah they said just do it you just do it and you have success mm-hmm. and so um um yeah that's 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 so he went to study and he learned these things you know and he came back and he kind of started to go deeper and deeper and deeper and uh the science and stuff didn't back it up until like a few years ago you know so he was kind of like a quack and oh he's crazy you know but of course, people started doing this stuff around the world, and it started to work, right? And uh, so, so some, there's a lot of believers, but there's a lot of haters too, right? But now the stuff is science, okay? And we're on the fringe of, you know, people getting, okay, hey man, you can heal yourself with movement. You don't have to get, uh, you take drugs, which is gonna dis dis you know, discommunicate stuff in your body, right? Um, and uh, and uh, or surgery, right? Or dependence. That's the number one thing. Well, you get addicted pain. to the drugs, right? And then you have to keep taking it, you know? You got to so take another drug kinda, to get rid of the know, other drug I, and the other drug exactly, and the other drug. Exactly, So it's a cycle, right? And uh, it doesn't have to be like that, you know? It doesn't have to be like that. Uh, you can really live your best life with the right quality of things, doing the right kind of activities. I keep saying, I forgot her name. I need to like look up her name. There's this old lady. She's uh, uh, old lady. Well, she used to take a brain around to like colleges and stuff. She dedicated her life to the brain. Um, and Wait, uh, she would go to the universities with a brain, with in a there brain, a human brain. Okay, it was like in a little case with the water and all that stuff. Yeah, and she'd take it out. She's like, "This is the human brain," and she would lecture on it. She dedicated her life to lecturing about the brain. You know, and uh, there are five things that the brain needs. Yeah, food, of course, like air and and food and stuff. Yeah, movement. Okay, challenge. Stimulation, challenge. Yeah. Newness, yeah? You need challenge. You need to be challenged, yeah? And newness, like newness. You need novelty, right? And love, like connection with others. Like us hanging out and just, you know, just, just hanging out, man. You know? Playing with the kids. Yeah, man. Just connection. Connect, human connection. We need those five things and we stay healthy. If we don't have one of those things, we kind of get like, we get kind of like a little bit sick, yeah? And bad things start to happen. We start to make bad decisions. You know, I'll, I have to look it up out of respect. You know, uh, I, I type in I type in brain in universities. Yeah, Gen- yeah, yeah. Gender stuff no, comes no, no, up, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. don't we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, but uh, but I'll look her up just out of respect because I, it, she made it so simple. You know. Yeah. But at those five things, you can, uh, yeah, you can you can really, you know, you know live what, live your best life. Absolutely. You know what I think is important about your story is that, and not just you, anybody that's successful or is in the public eye or. Mm. To 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 at whatever scope, um, is that people, for example, see you at, from the outside, they Marianne think, "Wow, Clevis. this guy's a world champion. He runs Marianne a successful Clevis. business. He he looks fit. 
He has it all, but they don't know the challenges that mm. you face. Where and everybody has some challenges in life. Everybody has something they're dealing with. Mm. If if not a dozen, there's at least one thing we're mm. all dealing with. So, and when people like you talk about it, I think it 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 makes it more. Then there's no excuses. Nobody can say, "Well, the reason I don't do this is because, for example, I have my MS, mm. or because I have." Mm diabetes or because I have right. whatever um, you it, it helps to talk about it because then people learn well he doesn't have a perfect life he he has challenges probably more than more challenges than I do Definitely. but yet he's still overcome all of those and he's living his best life and it's important to talk about these to, to share our story that's why these podcasts everyone are has great, their you own know? everyone has their own thing like mm-hmm. what you're doing might not work for me and right. what I'm doing might not different. work for exactly. you we're all different mm-hmm. uh, Marion Diamond Marion Diamond. Is that is that her? I think so, yes. Yeah, Marion Diamond. Exactly. That's her. Yeah. That's why he's he's got the laptop. That's why he didn't find it with the laptop. Edgar actually found it. Yeah, I had to minimize the, the search <laughs> I was looking at. <laughs> you went into liberal studies probably. That's yeah. right. I swear you type in I typed in college, brain, yeah. professor, Marian university, and all of a sudden said there's fifty. You gotta be Google smart, bro. You gotta type it in the way I did it. Lady who went around lecturing with a brain in her hand. There you go. That's how you find <laughs> it. It's, it's, you gotta be Google proof, bro. Oh uh, gosh. Look, Google's Ed, lost its mind as well. You're you're right about the fact that not there's no one strategy no. or technique that works for everybody. But it's not about the specific approach or strategy it's about that you do something about it definitely that don't give up i yeah. mean you can't just cave in <clears throat> we've all if you don't face a challenge in your lifetime you're probably not going to develop as a human being you well, have to have challenges well because it's easy to say that individual has it all that's why it's easy for him to wake up people every who have it all need to keep it all that's a different challenge <laughs> in itself brother you know so everyone has issues we all got to deal with them. Yeah. Some yeah. people have more to deal with than others. Some people get lucky. They just breeze through life. Good for them. But I think those challenges are what makes each Shapes one of our us, lives yeah. Yeah, I think even so. better. Uh, anything else you guys want to tap into before we uh, call it a night? What, what, yeah. I did. What, what's... what's uh, You also have a pa- podcast. Actually. I have a you podcast, yourself, Alberto, right? Alberto yeah. Crane Tell us show. about that. Alberto Crane. It's about, of course, about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu fighting, okay, the brain mm-hmm. and human potential. Right. Very nice. And so, anything related with that, you know, I'm all in. I'm all I'm talking about that. And people, guests, I have super talented people um, at the gym, but just you know, just people that interest me, I uh, I bring them on and we talk about like things. You know, of course, it's my life's been Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so it'd probably be Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu heavy, but it translates to everything, right? I have like, uh, you know. Talented, like world champion break dancers, uh, artists, like you know, the people that you know, for art, Disney artists. Yeah, uh, gonna have a wise nut on your wise ass, wise ass. He's the only MMA guy we have in this crew, MMA, yeah, right, fashion guy, stuff, you know, stuff, brain, brain stuff, you know. Um, and, you're, and you're on Spotify, iTunes, all the yes, platforms, right? Yes, YouTube as well. Beautiful, almost on all of them. And then, uh, of course, I'm um, like Legacy Brazilian Jiu Jitsu represent you know now legacy opened a branch also with uh, the, uh, one of your students opened yeah one we up have in Glendale, one of our right? belts yes he was uh, uh he taught at the here you know Burbank mm-hmm. for eight years amazing coach amazing guy uh so he has a we, we have a gym in, uh, george bonilla george grew yeah. up in glendale his mom super inspirational you know like doesn't still doesn't speak english you know but 
did whatever she needed to do to keep them in Glendale, okay, to not move to some place and you know some lose the kids, yeah. you know, just no, just some place and with not good schools, you know, yeah. she wanted to be in good schools. Yeah, you don't want to go to Palmdale. <laughs> well, I don't know where. That sucks, you know? bro. And she kept him in. You know, he has legacy Glendale now. That's awesome. Legacy Glendale. Legacy plans for anything else? Uh, you know, actually, you know, Ruben, uh, he runs the the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation in Armenia. They're going to open up uh, Legacy in Yerevan, I think, this wow. this, uh, nice. this spring, this summer. Nice. So and nice. I'm really excited about that. And just uh, I try to support, you know. Um, you plan on going out there? Yeah, I've been, I've been going the last three years. So how many locations you got? You got Burbank. You got Glendale. Uh-huh. We're going to Yerevan. Yeah. Where else? So. Where else? What else? <laughs> ah, man, you know, Fresno, no, I don't, I, where I don't, you I'm, find our I don't, you know, just, I, you know, as long as we're, we're together, you know, and, and I don't care for it to be big. I just want us to be, I want to be connected and I believe in, you know, we're stronger together, you know. And so, uh, so uh, you know, we have quite a few black belts now. And so I see it definitely growing. Um, but um, I don't have any plans, you know. It's going to... Just let it flow, kind of. Let it flow, man. Let it flow. Like, I just want to make sure we have, you know, certain standards, right? Of course. And the same. And really, the the core values, right? Things that I that that are very dear to me, you know, like like the influences of my, you know, like really helping people be their best human potential and, and, uh, and uh, just, you know, but... People that stick around at the gym that that have been there for a lot of years, they're all they're all solid people. So I don't have to worry about that. But so if they've been around for a while, like I trust them. Of course, beautiful. Yeah. Legacy Jiu-Jitsu, Burbank, Glendale, going to Yerevan. <laughs> uh, if, if you if Glendale is a long need, drive right? for you, fly to Yerevan and train there. <laughs> uh, as far as classes are concerned, how can people reach you to sign up for classes? Uh, and then you know addresses. What what do we got for addresses as well? Um, number or something what, what how can they how can they get in contact with legacy i think i think, uh, I think uh you know like legacybgj.com uh 818 i think it's 3005884 um you can go to the website you can you can legacyglendale.com uh those are the, the websites for the schools you know legacybgj.com and legacyglendale.com i think those are the best things instagram right legacy los angeles is the one here at burbank legacy glendale and glendale um, I think Facebook as well okay. can work. You know, just all the all the, the things. Yeah. Beautiful. And or again, just come or just come by. You know, we're always we're pretty much there all day long. Yeah. We have classes from five thirty a.m. Okay, <laughs> I'm not there at five thirty a.m. What's happening at five thirty? Joey's man. Joey, <laughs> man, Joey, Joey Alvarado, the kettlebell, the the kettlebell yeah. guy. You know, kettlebell king. You know, and a black belt. Jiu-Jitsu. Black belt yeah. Brazilian former fighter and <clears throat> fighter used to fight in the old days like Valtudo stuff. Huh? Yeah, he's like, that five early days bird. a week or how does that? Uh, he was there Monday, Wednesday, Friday. He's always there. He's, he likes to get up early. When I oh, when I go there in the mornings, that's his nap time. He's napping on the couch because he was there from five thirty. <laughs> you get in at eleven, or what? So, so Joey's got a key. Yeah, so he's got he's a got key. A key oh, sure he goes in, in and he's our early guy. And we have like other boot camps and stuff at that time too. He's funny. He's so funny. I mean, uh, it's it's it from what it seems like, and from even the smile on your face, man. It's like it it's a really family oriented place. For sure, for you guys sure. are really like. There's a really nice. Uh, vibe that goes on and yeah. you guys are really tight together right? yeah for sure for sure and yeah, he I walks in with that smile every morning <laughs> <laughs> i love it man you yeah. got him man <laughs> I, like he like he was saying as well the mindset he walks in with the frown on his face they look at him they go oh shit the professor's pissed yeah yeah i but love it, it man i love like you know i have to watch i have to make sure i go home too right um um <laughs> the balance right but I, I, I'm so grateful, you know, really. Uh, I really love what we have there. I love all the people, all the coaches. Yeah, it is I'm a really, big family because yeah. you've got your gym there, your wife's cafe is next yeah. door. 
Our kids train. Do, do you get road rage at all? Road rage. from ear to ear, man. Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu helps with that. You know? Oh God, I, I'd hate, I'd hate to be on the other end. Man, road rage with you. Is discipline, well, and that's what, what it is. It's just, it's like self-control. It's yeah. Speaking of that autonomic and and you know the self-regulation parts, right? Of the interoception, you know. Yeah. So it helps with controlling yourself at the end of the day, you know. And jiu-jitsu is a great thing for that. But with tag fit, it's like you're unstoppable to reach your potential. Let me let me ask you this: Has there? I mean, you just got to show up and keep showing up, and then you, once you start you, to see you results, ha- you start to not want to stop. You have to see how tag fit's done. I, I don't. What I don't, I don't think you guys have. Have you ever seen it? Tag fit is that basically? It's it's with it's with weights. It's with your body. It's it's all kind of. It's like a, it's like a. But the weights they use is like no, I baseball think you know bats. enough yeah, about everything. Yeah, we use the club bells, yeah. That's yeah. like the, the tool of like... If you it's, I'm not talking system. about we weights as in like like giant weights where you pick... Right. It's, it's weights enough where it will... For majority of it should be your body weight. That's what the main thing should be. But it's kind of like... I, I don't know how to really explain how well, it works. So why don't we have, <laughs> what am I doing? Arnold, come on, this I is the miscue, brother. Shh. We're not talking real estate. Listen, man. I'm <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, one of those shows we shut up a little more. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like you know, okay, you can, fitness, right? But it's much more than just fitness. It's yeah. uh, it's really like it's optimi- an op- optimization tool, right? And it, speaking of brain things and looking at it from a neural lens, right? It's uh, just it builds your awareness of self, right? Which helps you in everything that you do. Like no road rage, you're gonna be you're gonna be good, you know. It just helps you be a better person, right? It helps you really reach your potential through the movement, you know, through movement, connecting your breath, through movement, and the correct structure because everything matters, right? Body reacts different ways, right? Uh, depending on how you how you how you sit, how you how your body's, you know, mm-hmm. you know, posture, dip, everything, posture, yeah. everything, yeah. So getting all those things in sync and under stress, right, with like, training. The word I'm looking for is like, it's, would you consider it like a super yoga? I guess, you know, uh, yoga is just such a vast thing, right? But it's just, it's all the right stuff. You know, I wish I had a better one-line thing. But if you want to say one-line thing, it's kind of CrossFit done right. If uh, you want to have one a one-liner, I think it's like CrossFit done right. I think, uh, you know. We'll play uh, a YouTube video for you afterwards so you can <laughs> see how it is. All right, man. It's, 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 a, it's really slick. Or we can have you go try it out, bro. Yeah, we have uh, come come. I do, I do it at nine a.m. You know, every day. Come and do nine a.m. It's too early for him, bro. No, I'm at the office at nine a.m. But yeah, you never know. You never know. Saturday, 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 Saturday. 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 <laughs> How about Sunday, Arno? Excuses, excuses. Huh? Yeah. No, I got I got to get back into shape, man. I've gotten out of shape big time. Well, that's still a shape. <laughs> it's getting rounder. Hey, listen, and circle softer. is a shape too, bro. <laughs> Circle is considered a shape. There's I know. I don't want it. I don't, don't want to get shape. into a circle, bro. I'm getting softer and I'm getting like rounder, which is not a good thing. Yeah, you got to move, man. You got to move. Yeah, you got to yeah. move the right way. See, like I got uh, one of gotta, those. You got to, you know, I believe in the the community. You got to be around the right people that are doing the right things, you know. Um, and uh, you know, be happier. And I mean, man, just hanging out with Surge, right? Doing yeah. being in there, like, what what does that do for you? It's tell man. us. <laughs> <laughs> no it's look, I, I've always wanted to uh, when I was younger I did some Kempo mm-hmm, Chinese mm-hmm, Kempo mm-hmm. as a teenager but <clears throat> I, I I injured my knee and it just mm-hmm. one thing led to another I just stick to basketball and everything else I was doing but it but I've always wanted to do martial arts and there was never an opportunity mm. so now 
what I do with surgery, it's not specifically martial arts per se. It's it's uh, strength and conditioning combined with mm-hmm. Muay Thai, mm-hmm. boxing, mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. But it just that's the first thing I do when I with Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Beautiful. You know, I meet him at seven thirty. We we start stretching and all that. Mm-hmm. Twenty minutes later, we go for an hour, mm-hmm. and just mentally. It, it prepares you for the day. Mm. That's the only hour where I'm not thinking about anything else. Mm. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about family. It's I'm completely tuned out. It's awesome. It's you ev- time. Yeah, everything else I do, I have no choice. I'm on. You know, I'm always on my phone. I'm on call twenty four seven. I have to be available for my staff, my patients. That's the only hour where I do not look at my phone. Mm. I swear. Who does? So. Well, you can't look at your phone. <laughs> no, those, those boxing gloves on. <laughs> exactly. What are you gonna push? <laughs> so, so it's it's yeah it's I, and I've seen a big difference in uh, not just physically losing weight, yeah. but also uh, the, the stamina, the energy, all that. But also mentally, mm. um, it's helped even con- control um, my. Uh, I've always been in a good mood, but it just helps you control your temper. Yeah, you yeah. don't. You don't uh, tend to get upset as quickly. It just it balances things out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's go. that's that's been the key for me. It's it's helped me balance out my life. Yeah. Beautiful, and it it, it can help balance your life too, and, people. Yeah, and I'm definitely I lose a little bit more weight than I'm hitting the jujitsu classes for sure. That's something I have to do hundred percent. Grappling, I can yeah. make you lose yeah. weight real quick, bro. We'll uh, talk about I it off do there. Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do drugs. I may no. drink, but I don't do drugs. Uh, <laughs> it, it, a lot of dogs will make you lose weight. Really? Oh, gosh. She's going to put you on a treadmill with a bunch of dogs. Right? Uh, Legacy Jiu-Jitsu, Burbank, Los Angeles. Uh, Alberto, thank you so much for joining us on this fabulous Monday. Uh, guys, if you have any questions, we'll actually put a link to uh, Legacy Jiu-Jitsu in our feed as well. Uh, so if you guys have any questions, you could contact him directly or his staff directly yeah. and get your kids signed up, yourself signed up, your, your mom and dad signed up, everybody signed up. Yeah. Uh, it's a great thing from ages 2 to... 73 as we know it right now. Yeah, 73. Three, 330 North Victory Boulevard. 330 you know. North Victory, that's Burbank. Downtown Burbank. Mm-hmm. And then Glendale is on... Uh, Brand Boulevard, Brand across Boulevard. the street from the Mercedes dealership. There you go. So instead of going to a freaking uh, Americana and stuffing your face with cheesecake, <laughs> you can you can go and you can actually do something better with your life. Yeah. And you, just, can earn, you can earn the cheesecake. Yeah. You can earn the cheesecake. <laughs> there That's you all go. good. But I see you'll feel guilty eating it, which <laughs> yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. Alberto, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. Thank you, guys. Thank Legacy you. Jiu-Jitsu, thank guys. You. Thank, you. Uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a fabulous week, and we'll see you Monday. See you next week. Thank you, buddy. Yeah.